This is Window on the East, a podcast from BNE IntelliNews. Subscribe at bne.eu. Hello and welcome to Window on the East with me, Ben Aris, the editor of BNE IntelliNews. Pharmaceuticals today, and it's a good example of the development of retail in Russia. Everybody needs medicines, and Russia is still a long way from being able to make its own. Despite the import substitution drive, uh, Russia m- remains reliant on imports. I talked to Andrei Osipov, who's the CEO of Santens, logistics service company, a specialist distributor dealing with pharmaceuticals. They help international companies enter the market and distribute their goods in what is a highly regulated and difficult business. At the same time, they're building a logistics system that's going to be able to reach down and deliver drugs to every pharmacy in every village in the country. It's a good business, and it's been largely unaffected by the crisis or the politics. At the same time, it's still growing because everybody still needs medicine. Andre, good to talk. Um, so, let's start with um, your business. The pharmaceutical market has been growing, and that Russia remains actually still very dependent on imports. And you provide a service to both international big pharma and Russian big pharma which is a logistical service that brings pharmaceuticals, um, gets them certified, ready, and then you send them out to the, the, the pharmaceutical companies can then start from, from your uh, warehouses and distribute them. Is, is that right? Is that a good description? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's quite, quite uh, well done. And it's uh, actually the, 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 the main, the key of, of, of uh, our services. But again, uh, there are a lot of specific things, and they are related to specific regulation of... Uh, of uh, pharmaceutical goods. It's not that's, that, that's the issue with this business. I mean, you can't just import any old medicine and then certain, you know, sell it in a, pharma- in a pharmacy. It, it's got to be certified, regulated, um, and, and it's part of a... The, there's, there's also the, the health service provides drugs under Russian constitution. Everybody's entitled to, to health. Um, so the whole logistics is actually quite complicated, isn't it? And you provide this sort of get the medicines ready, certified, before they can be into the Russian system. Is that right? Yeah. Yes. So does that mean you deal with, with Ross Patents, um, the, the equivalent of the Food and Drug Administration, and get them when, when, when we make When we make it available for the market, so it means that we check all legal status and we, we certify it, but we do not provide our clients with, uh, with uh, specific uh, things related to Ross Patent, uh, so we, we, we make it uh, available for sale. But it's, it's actually quite, quite... Uh, small part of what we do and uh, the main turnover of our, uh, the, the, the key part of our turnover generated from reworking on warehousing, uh, provide their distributors with the goods uh, based on their specific orders of uh, importers and producers. And so how extensive is, is the network that you have? I mean, you cover the entire Russian Federation, is that right? Up to the, up to the last year, it was centralized. We have a really quite serious uh, hub of a few warehouses um, just 20 kilometers from Moscow uh, and uh, in general we have uh, five warehouses for pre-wholesale uh, and we, we name it pre-wholesale it means uh, that uh, the next actually point in supply chain wholesalers or distributors and all supply chain before them on the territory of Russia it's our part so from, uh, from uh, this point of view so we can name our segment as pre-wholesale. And this includes things like clearing customs. So <clears throat> the big farmer just has to deliver the, the medicines to the border and you, and you bring them across and, 
take you through the, the, uh, the whole duty and, and um, yeah, checking yeah. process. Yeah, so we operate with more than 40 big pharmaceutical, uh, again, mostly imports. We operate for foreign companies which actually have local production in Russia. As regards to the pre-wholesale segment, we control up to 35-40% of uh, market. So, well. <clears throat> this is sort of like a warehouse business plus. Uh, why is it that the big farmer would, would come to you? Why do they need your services? Why can't they just okay. run their own warehouse? Two, 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 actually, two main reasons. Um, uh, the first one you actually mentioned already, very specific regulation. We need to be extremely competent uh, in all, as regards to all regulation requirements. So actually, I can tell you that uh, we are on the permanent loop, let's say, of regulator. And on top of that, we are on the permanent loop of uh, big pharma because they have different system of uh, quality management, and we have to uh, we have to be compliant, we have to be in line with all the requirements as regards to quality management. For a newcomer, let's say, for a company who want to play some essential role in this segment, it's quite essential, quite high barrier to come because of these specific requirements. I can tell you that uh, every week, practically every week, we have some audit from, from some big pharma companies. So on the regular basis, uh, they're checking, first of all, quality of our service. Because they are responsible for all supply chain, they have to be sure that any particular drug is kept or reworked or transported uh, according to best distribution and manufacturing practice. You said there was a second reason that, that people would use it. The second reason is the major part of big pharma to have a type of service support, 3PL approach, such type of uh, operations. And how has the business developed? The, the whole healthcare has been very much in focus and part of the, the Kremlin's drive to improve quality of life, and part of this has been to improve healthcare. But again, Russia still remains very heavily dependent on imported drugs, but the volume, I, I imagine, has gone up dramatically in, in the last 10 years. Is that true? No, as I mentioned, we are always market leader. We can say that uh, every four particular medicine from 10, many cases go through our warehouses. We had the gradual development of our business from year to year for the last 10 years, and we continue to grab market shares, even in their difficult economic situation. Has the crisis impacted sales? I mean, have sales gone down? As, as regards to healthcare, as regards to pharmaceutical industry, the influence of crisis was not so serious. In terms of value, we had some stagnation, but all last few years we have growth, not two digits growth, but uh, from three to six percent in terms of value, in terms of items, uh, we have growth. It's not only import, because we have definite tendency of growing share shares of local production. This has been this has been a criminal goal as well, import substitution. And I can imagine, particularly in pharmaceuticals, they're keen to uh, produce more pharmaceuticals in Russia. I mean, doesn't that mean over time you're expecting the imports to, to tail off or at least to stabilize as the domestic uh, production grows? I mean, how is that working out? Generally, we expect that the share of uh, import will, will go down, not significantly. In many, many cases, the driving tendency of that caused by the plants of Big Pharma to substitute their import by local production. So it means that we, we are not uh, losing clients. So we actually, 
we start to serve their local volumes, not imported volumes. How far has that gone? That's very interesting. I mean, if because if, typically um, you see that trade leads to investment, and there's a rule of thumb: each dollar, each eight dollars of trade ends up as one dollar of investment. Because as the market grows and the relationships develop, that it makes more sense to to you know invest and build local production. But isn't this still very at an early stage where international pharmaceutical companies are actually setting up production in Russia, or is it already quite advanced? It, it's not so simple, actually. Let's say that uh, we have, first of all, generics and originals. And, and if we talk about the most uh, demanding uh, stuff, which is supported heavily by above-the-line activities of Big Pharma, for example, it's quite often imported stuff. But they start to replace it and they start to do local production. If we talk about originals, still the most serious innovation tendencies and uh, the success of R&D of uh, big pharmaceuticals, it's not, it's not in Russia, it's, uh, it's outside of Russia. We think that uh, the, the share of import yeah, will go down, but not so significantly it will be stable. But let me stress that we are not under any, any risk here with such type of tendency. Because, as, as I said, we grow last years uh, to great extent at, exten at the expense of local production of big pharmaceutical and at the expense of Russian uh, producers, which actually, again, started to understand that they have to outsource uh, logistic business. It, it becomes very highly specialized area of business in principle. And the Russian producers, are they concentrating more on um, the generic medicines? Mostly yes. If, we, if you see typical Russian big player, so it's, uh, it's, it's mainly about genetics. And has there been any innovation um, amongst the, the Russian players um, in, in terms of them producing some original medicines? The share of, uh, let's say, innovative uh, drugs, innovative medicine, as regards to Russian producers, uh, yeah, we can say that it's growing, but not so fast as, as regards to the importers. But yes, we have a number of examples when Russians manufacture um, companies uh, actually come with um, quite innovative approach and quite innovative uh, medicine. And, and the last issue is, I've been vaguely aware of this story for a while in so much as that there is a, um, a government list of drugs that are covered by the budget, if I understand this right, that are uh, yes. seen by the state as key. But th there's been talk about revising this list and actually getting on this list is really important part of the business for international players as well because it changes, um, there's a subsidy uh, for, for the consumers of, of the pharmaceuticals. Um, but isn't that, isn't that changing and isn't that being sort of caught up with this whole Kremlin drive to produce more essentials at home as opposed to importing? It is changing. Is it changing? It, it is a change in, in two directions, which you mentioned, but I cannot say that it's a dramatical change. So, yes, share of uh, these drugs, uh, uh, imported, such, imported, imported drugs of such type will, will be less, but I cannot say that it's a dramatic cut of, of, of uh, import in this area. No. Because at the end of the day, I mean, Russia does remain heavily dependent on imports, doesn't it? I mean, for a lot of essential drugs, or at least uh, effective drugs. We, we, yes, Russia is still heavily dependent on import, and it's not only ready drugs, but it's substance for drug production as well. So, yes, we still keep this dependence uh, on the market level. And last question, what about your plans for the future? I mean, are you going to continue trying to expand your market share, um, acquisitions or new directions, um, IPO, sale to a strategic, I mean, those kind of things? 
It's it's very good question actually because as you can as you can suppose uh, uh, every next one percent market share is uh, is actually Twice more investments yeah. and more more difficult to grab. So and uh, our company actually considered such type of uh, position a few years ago and we developed uh, a new strategy. We still keep our strong position and we grow in the wholesale segment. But what we launched uh, last year is new service again for manufacturers, for uh, big pharma. And uh, what we offer them now, we offer service of direct deliveries to pharma retail. And it's extremely important because we have a growing uh, consolidation process in retail. We have a number of chains which actually not already regional coverage, but it's quasi-national coverage. So, so this process will be continued. And the demand for straight delivery, straight operations with uh, retail directly from, from, from producer, from manufacturer, the demand is growing. We'll start the first regional warehouse in April. From, from the point of view of turnover for the current year, we will have already close to 20% of turnover generated by new product. So, Andrew, last thing to say, thank you very much for taking the time to talk and I wish you every success in your business. Thank you so much.